Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, uh, we got some new categories to predict. Um, yeah, and the only noteworthy thing is we'll have a, a new winner in one. Yeah, John Oliver now in a different category, Joyce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's technically new titles, too. Sure. What are the titles? Talk series now. Sure. Then scripted variety. So he has been hunted from formerly known as variety talk now into scripted variety. Feels right to me, based on the show. Sure. Not a talk show. Um, no, and it's mostly almost entirely scripted, sure. Yeah. A lot of lot of words. Loves his monologues. But he could still like continue to win in that new category, beating SNL and a black lady sketch a show. Right. Well we we could get to that one. You want to do that one first? I was gonna say we could start with the way we have him in our prediction center is competition program first, but we could just start with John, because why not? I think we both had the same three. Last week tonight, Saturday Night Live and Black Lady Sketch Show. That's it. I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, the other contenders would be like Inside Amy Schumer, Random Acts of Flyness, The ZB Show, History of the World Part 2, Phantom Mel Brooks. Um, I don't think Dal will make it. So this this used to be called Variety Sketch, now Scripted right. Variety. Right. And the past two years, it there's only been two nominees. Mm-hmm. SNL and a Black Lady Scout show. <laughs> um, I think th- three years ago was three, but yeah, so I'll have three slots again. And we last year were like, oh, SNL is vulnerable because Black Lady Sketch Show won some um, craft or creative arts awards. I mean, like, did you end up switching? I don't like. No, and it won. So <laughs> who was actually seriously considering that? <laughs> I mean, I probably definitely considered it at some point. We have to talk about this till September every year. So I'm like, probably like, yeah. Well, well this is why we spend like 10 seconds on this category. <laughs> uh, but I think John Oliver will probably win, even though I would say not the most memorable yes. season of John Oliver, also not the most memorable season of SNL. So no, which obviously ended prematurely as well. Um, but yeah, I think he'll just continue his win streak here. They're just lazy. Yeah. They love yeah. John Oliver. So that yeah. opens up variety. Uh, no, not no, variety. Not, not just variety. Talk. Just talk series. Yeah. Excuse me. To have a new winner. 
I hope it will be Seth Meyers. So according to our odds and my picks, the five likely nominees would be Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Daily Show with Trevor Noah, and the final episodes or season of The Late Late Show with James Corden. I don't have Corden, a former nominee. I have The Problem with Jon Stewart, which Uh, last year was nominated in nonfiction, but is now here. Yeah. Uh, Same, actually, even though I don't think either one of those, I think either one of those can get in. Yeah, but I feel like they're they're they might just be like over Corden. Like he hasn't been nominated since 2019. Right. So and John Stewart was nominated last year in a different category. Right. And people, we know people, they love him. He's won eleven times with the Daily Show. People people love John Stewart. So it might be yeah. just a name check thing. Uh right now Colbert is first in our odds, and I have him in first too, but Same. not convinced he would win. Late Show. I thought maybe Daily Show would win with Trevor Noah. Uh, like why? Because he also left? Yes. And I think the show had like a creative resurgence, I felt like, in the last few years. I, I, I thought it was really not bad. Yeah. Um, and his final episode was was great. Um, I, I mean, I have Colbert uh, in first. Yeah. Uh, mostly because he has won this or the old category with right. Colbert Rapport. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, I don't know how true it is, but I think most people think like he's just been second to John Oliver. There was years I would argue where he should have won. Including yeah, he the... really, they really went for it um, in 2017. And I felt like 2020 uh the year the pandemic year were his best episodes like he should have won for that i thought they were the most creative and like he was a trailblazer in doing them at home and they were some of his best shows he did not win and they've got he's gone back to doing the regular colbert show basically well yeah all of them are in studio now um but his his election special won the pre-recorded variety special emmy two years ago so uh he he is a, a recent winner in that regard in another category and yeah but but my personal pick would be seth myers i have seven seth in third i would love to see him win as well another good show i mean he finally made it in last year so i just have the other four nominees from last year getting back in and john stewart right seems right uh other category added were some competition ones uh, competition program joyce i have the top five in the odds really going out on a limb here but mine were rupaul top chef amazing race the voice and the traitors which i've actually watched and enjoyed um yeah lizzo upset last year not here Mm -hmm. so good news for rupaul to reclaim it so yeah i have drag race tar top chef the voice and the traitors and then for host again just rolling with the top five RuPaul, again. RuPaul, Nicole Byer, uh, Alan Cumming for The Traders, just an amazing job hosting. The Queer Eye Guys and uh, Padma Lakshmi. Do you think Padma can win because she left? No. <laughs> no. no. But maybe, I guess. I, did, I think RuPaul would win. I think they're just 
yeah, they're they're not over RuPaul yet. No. So a lot of good contenders here. Uh not really seemingly giving a lot of hope for nominations based on the odds. But what if Alan wins? He could. I mean, really, really great. It's a very fun show. Again, this is one of those things where like where we talk about in the in the scripted categories, but if they're going for Peacock, paying attention to Peacock and watching it, then that would be great. And I think he could win. And I think I do think he'll get nominated, but I mean I would not be surprised, I guess, if he didn't, right? Like no. so it is like a wing and a prayer that I haven't been third. But I, I think if he does get nominated, I would hope he could win. He's really quite good as the host. Fun show. Yeah. Um, I think he can make it. I think the winning part is hard since they just seem to be still on the RuPaul name track. Yeah. So. Uh, and then we did the two talk variety or, or the sketch and talk scripted and talk, but the next one is animated program. Joyce, not, we're not big animation people. It seems. Um, I don't really watch much animated um but uh reigning champ arcane is not here so uh i have the simpsons bob burger bob's burgers uh primal intergalactic and rick and morty so i have the top five in the odds i went simpsons uh bob's burgers big mouth intergalactic and harley quinn harley quinn is a great animated show but i'm like is it and it's high it's fifth in the in the odds here ahead of primal but i'm like is it too uh, too weird? I don't know. I mean, I have Primal because it won two years ago. <laughs> right. So. Um, there we go. Mm -hmm. Those are the extra categories. You can predict them right now. Tell Fix the odds. Because right now, like I said, just a lot of easy. It's like the checking across the board. Well, I don't think these need to be fixed. It's like other categories <laughs> fixed. Certainly. Uh, Joyce, so when we last spoke, we did the ballots. Lots of uh, lots of uh, the comedy series had a lot of changes, it seemed, because they were losing spots. Very sad. Uh, so we're going to talk a little more about comedy now. The Bear returned this week. Joyce, you've seen four episodes in the second season. Yes. Well, it's uh, well, we're recording on Wednesday, but today, all 10 yeah. Thursday when this is released. Yes. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be watching on Thursday with the people, Joyce, because my screen is a man of the people. So. They got lost in the mail, I guess. But yours came through. Um, yeah, uh, you know, still good. The bear, yeah. it's a little, a little bit more sitcom-y stuff this year. Just, a, you know, a lot of more, more, more yelly. I mean, it's always been yelly, but like yelling, like while moving lockers, there's like, you know, one of those like classic gags where a character is going to tell another character a secret and obviously they're uh renovating the restaurant right so there's they're drilling a wall and the wall falls down and then just as this person is sharing the secret so then everyone hears the secret you know stuff like that love that that's a great that's a classic sitcom trope. yeah classic sitcom um a lot of montages way more montages than last year iota beery in the third episode she she goes on a food tour of chicago basically for inspo mm -hmm. so it'll make you very very hungry just be warned. Nice. Um, and then the fourth episode is great. It's my favorite of the four I've seen so far because they send Marcus to Amsterdam to train with Will Poulter, who is amazing and um, should win guest actor next year. Next year. We'll add him to the list next year. Uh, yeah. The reviews are out Monday on a holiday. They came out nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. All yeah. seem positive. 
nothing was like yeah useless. like nothing terribly like again like I, I think it's like the same I, I, I'm not one of those people who's like obsessed obsessed with the bear like I like it a lot I enjoy it a lot so it was the same for me this go around too and uh I think I what I like about this season is like they're uh digging into the other characters more so it's not just all Carmi stuff so like every character or, or most of them so far has like a moment to shine um like Carmi's basically a supporting character in the fourth episode because it's all about Marcus right so uh yeah I got the sense of that just from the trailer that they were going to be like this season we're bringing the supporting characters up like that's how yeah. it works right like, and the whole the time. whole season is basically about just them turning the restaurant um into right. the bear Deep into the bear so, right yeah the so they're they have 12 weeks to do it interesting uh so what I always think of what we always think about in this is when they are when the shows are out during uh, Emmy voting does this matter at all do you think like at all we already have the bear getting a lot of nominations do you think it would does this does this help it get more possibly I don't know if like I think it was it was already gonna get a lot like you right. said and it's coming out voting ends on Monday the 26th so it's coming up four days before voting ends and I I don't really know how much that will like how many people do you, like how many voters do you think will spend the weekend watching all 10 episodes and then being like I'm gonna vote for this I don't know if they weren't already voting for it it feels like they would have already been voting for it and I yeah. feel like like if you're not... gonna binge it right away you're already voting for it probably I guess the only arguably like fringe contender they have is like Eben right Moss Backrack so he should uh, probably in, in acting, yeah. right in acting and like I guess it's possible then that if I again you've watched the first four so it's possible that he's amazing on the second season and maybe that autumn that just kind of launches him in I mean the he has a, a great scene in right in the, the premiere the, the beginning of the premiere so you'll like it I'll, I'll give you a nice hint yeah um his scene is in the basement and there is a poster of rounders on the wall yes I will like that yeah Joe is definitely like genetically engineered for like <laughs> me so uh um great. yeah but I think it's I I feel like they're the noms aren't really the the concern for them no you know it's like the wins right like can it actually win series right. as a drama basically um so I don't know I guess you could say like it should have come back later like for phase two voting but I don't know I mean it's been a year since season one premiere because season one premiered June 23rd last year right yeah, the only uh, murders is doing the coming back for you know phase two basically. Phase two, and last year they premiered season two in the dead period, like after phase one voting closed. Yeah, so we were very we were very confused by that. Yeah, but this time they're they're doing it uh, before phase two voting starts. So, uh, I still have the bear in second. I still have Ted Lasso winning. Uh, Same. So, I don't know. Nothing. Nothing really changed there for me. I, I last we spoke i think i had thought about putting poker face in but i'm keeping wednesday in, in my last slot are, are you swayed because of uh netflix's rejiggered algorithm for setting their viewing figures yes they most they did it it's like views hours viewed divided by hours or something length sure sure so wednesday's the most they did this show. after letterbox revamped their voting system yes yeah which i didn't pay attention to either same I, use, I just I'm a, I'm a I'm a big user of Letterbox Choice. You could read my uh, No Hard Feelings review right now. I know. Uh, did you Did you enjoy it last night? Well, I loved it. 
it's actually hilarious. And it's like one of my favorite movies the whole year by far. Like, I was like, is it better than Air? That's how I walked out thinking. And it might be. Air is still my favorite movie of the year. Definitely mine too. This has been a really not a great year, I would argue so far, but it's early. Uh, but No Hard Feelings rules. Uh, and I loved it. So I, I don't know what the Wednesday algorithm means now, but it's definitely more popular than anything they've ever done. So I think that yeah. alone gets it in. Uh, for for actress, same. I, I'm still sticking with Selena. Of course you are. You're but never going to give her up. She's definitely dropping in the odds, it seems. Now that there's only five slots, uh, she looks like she's fallen to seventh overall. Behind Natasha Leone, Elle Fanning. Um, I, I put L back in for now just to support her. Wow. I dropped Ortega. Wow. Mm -hmm. Jenna feels like someone who could fall off because while the show is incredibly popular and she's been like just locked into like the fourth place on this odds for months, there's not a lot of probably passion for that. And we've seen that in many times before where it's like lower on the ballot, she can end up just getting like left off because not enough people have her high. Yeah, that's something I think about, not just with her, but like some other people in other categories is like, no one hates this show or this performance, but is this a lot of people's favorite? Right. And I don't know if she is like, I think she's great on the show and she definitely carries the show and makes the show what it is. But I don't know if she is a lot of people's number ones. Right. Um. That's so, that was, that's why. And I then with five that. slots, you might just be negotiating in your head. It's like I enjoyed her on Wednesday. I mean, not necessarily her. Like it'd be anybody. I enjoyed this person on this show, but am I gonna vote for them in my last spot on my ballot? You know, and some people don't even fill out all the eligible spots either. Right. So that's kind of why this is maybe silly, but that's also why I'm like I still think Selena Gomez has a, a good shot because I think she's more of an underdog, and I think people who would be inclined to pick her would put her higher up. But again, I think like it's another one is like, is is she like your favorite performance on that show? Like, right. again, like we talked about last week, it's like she's also one of three leads to whereas a lot of her competition, they're the sole leads or a co-lead with one other person. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not surprised she's fallen a tad to seventh. Uh, for the guys, uh, nothing has changed. All uh, Just locked in. Jeremy Allen White, Jason Sudeikis, Bill Hader, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. No one has made the, no one's really made the leap to suggest one of the Martins will fall. Jason Siegel in sixth, well behind. Um, I, I don't think this lineup will change before nominations. Like, I think this will just be the top five. Um, but... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Donald Glover got back in. He got in last year. He could, but there were six last year. Yeah, but he's another, he's a former winner. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I, I think, like, he might be more ahead than Jason Siegel is what I I'm see. saying. Yeah, maybe you're right. Again, shrinking is an un, unknown quantity. People seem yes. to like it. I have it in for series, which maybe will be wrong, too. But, uh... I could see it also missing because it's a first season of a first, uh, first season show that was not as much of like a, you know, conversation starter as something like the bear for its first season was, let's say. Yeah. And obviously he's someone who would be really hurt by 
the loss of the sixth slot. Yeah. And I think, you know, for that team, like their focus is really like Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think, yeah, this five is probably what we're going to get. And I still think Jeremy's winning. Same. Uh, so. For comedy support actors, this is where I made one of my changes after making a change last week. So when we did this last week after the ballots came out, I was like, I'm going to drop Juno Temple. Well, you had to drop someone. I had to drop someone. I had Juno Temple and Sarah Goldberg in, and I dropped Juno Temple. And I was like, eh, not as much to do on this season, even though we, I think we, we said, regardless of the critical and even some viewership the differences uh, with the, the Ted Lasso season three, there's no proof or even inkling that the Emmy voters will go away from it, right? Like it does seem like they're kind of full in. It seems like it, yeah. But I was like, yeah, Juno doesn't really have that much to do and like whatever and this and that. And then I was reading a comment choice on our YouTube page. Never read the comments. Made me rethink things. I'm going to find it here. It's just got to load up. We've talked a lot about the unlimited ballot, right? And the limited, the restricted ballot this year and how in the past, like an unlimited ballot would, uh, you know, help someone like Juno Temple, right? Because like everybody, if you like to last, like that's how Sarah Niles is presumably got in last year, right? Or like, Kind of just like just every and write down all the Ted Lasso people and there it is. And the restricted ballot, you maybe you're thinking more and like gonna be like, well, I'm not gonna just flood my ballot with the same show because I like other shows. And that would help someone like Sarah Goldberg, who missed uh for last season of Barry, maybe would get back in, right? Here's a comment uh from at uh Menantiel, who I think is maybe emailed us before. I apologize. I'm just I'm apologizing here in case I don't have the right people or names. But this is the comment. We do not know if the limited ballot helped Sarah Goldberg. She might have only made it in due to the unlimited ballot, and then she might have missed last year due to Abbott taking two slots. So that was an interesting way to think about. It. I thought where I was like, maybe on an unlimited ballot, even though you're kind of picking and choosing different shows, Barry is a show that we know that they liked, right? Obviously. And so like maybe she would get in with that, but on a limited ballot. Maybe she wouldn't. And then I'm like, maybe Juno Temple, because we know they love Ted, is the bigger show and she would get in. It's flawed logic, but I'm going to go with it. And that's why I did it. <laughs> so there you go. But the fact that Ted fielded three nominees last year over one Barry person should just yeah. tell you what the unlimited ballot favors. Maybe, maybe. So no, I think like, like Juno can obviously get in because like Ted is still big and I think it's still popular um regardless of the critical and public reception yes. of season three because I think like we've talked about I think voters are a tad behind yeah the other thing is like I don't want to drop Lisa Ann Walter I feel like she is way more solid as a nominee than like even either one of these other actors um yeah I still have Lisa in like I I did get rid of uh, Juno after the loss of the eighth spot, but that's also because I obviously have to stand Sarah too. Obviously. I, so. I, I didn't think you would be dropping Sarah, but I was like, I am going to go drop Sarah and put Juno in. And I'm going to keep Lisa Ann because like I said, I think Abbott is going to like, obviously I think the nomination total will rise significantly for season two. And she was really great on season two. And people who love the show, I think love her. So I mean, we've talked about how we've thought like Yellow Jackets could expand in acting, which I don't really know if it can <laughs> anymore. But um, we've never really talked about like how, or I guess it's just like 
you know, passively we've, we've suggested that like Abbott could expand in acting because I've always had Lisa in and I did have Chris Perfetti in, but I've since dropped him. Um, and yeah, I, I think if you're gonna say like Abba will add another regular, I would go with Lisa. Same. I think if I, I mean, this is like really splitting hairs and like, there's absolutely no proof that the Emmy voters even think this way. But I mean, like, I was like, Chris, I found personally funnier or had maybe slightly more stuff that I found really funny in season one. And like, it might not matter because they're always behind and like season two, maybe he had like, just as funny stuff but to me it was like slightly less funny i don't know but i was like if they so i'm like my head i'm like if they didn't nominate him for season one when he was better why would they nominate him for season two but then the flip side is they didn't really catch up on season one and now they'll nominate him for season two right that kind of thing but i still don't have him in because it feels like that category is a little more competitive i mean i think a lot of people they did not watch season one before the emmys last year they definitely caught up and it's such a quick watch that I think, you know, any voter who was interested in it um, after the Emmys last year, like would have caught up and then they had 22 new episodes right, to watch this season. Again, quick watch. So I feel like that's probably one of the shows that most people have actually seen in completion. <laughs> yeah. Even though there's a lot of episodes, but it's only 22 minutes an episode and it's such an easy watch. You can yes, just on so an episode like before bed. It's great. Yeah. I love that. So I do think like in some way, like people could be voting for both seasons. Maybe. Because again, might be like right. the voter I the voters were actually ahead in this case with Abbott because they nominated um like last year, only Quinta and Janelle James were predicted to be nominated. And they went with Tyler James Williams and Shelley Ralph, who won. So you could say they were the like, actors were actually ahead of us here um and yeah so i think it could add someone else but i also wouldn't be surprised if lisa missed i know like we we said this last week but i would i don't think any of the top five would miss no like cheryl janelle hannah wangham iota berry alex porcine no seems very unlikely uh, and then for, for actor, I didn't change anything. I still have uh, Phil Dunster in, though, who is, I think, now eight, nine, tenth in the odds behind Nick Muhammad, who's seven. Most people are apparently predicting another nomination for him. And then Evan Moss Bacharach in eighth. Um, I made no changes either. So I still have uh, my hope diction, Stephen Root. For who now. is in uh, a little further down. I don't think he's getting in, but I'm going to keep him for now because why not? Yeah. So. Um, it's also less for me to think about um, debating who to replace them with. It's tough. There's too many people. I still don't. And so I don't have Evan in, so. and I'm like, I feel like I should. I have Evan in. Yeah, I feel like I should, but I'm like, I don't want to take. I know, like, I feel like I I should have fill in, and I've talked about like how I would just put Harrison in the day before. <laughs> That's why I mean, like, we I obviously back down from this completely. And like, there's no reason to think that Tony Shalhoub would miss. But I'm like, if they're not going, if they're not super enthused with Maisel, even in its final season, though, I think they should because the final season was great. I could see him missing against like some of these new, newer, more fresher uh, guys here, but may- probably not because they're also lazy. So that's why I'm not predicting it. But I'm like, it could make a case where Evan and Phil both get in and like Tony Shalhoub doesn't. 
Um, I think it'll be interesting if Phil gets in and Juno does not, because that'll be like, oh, like they were paying attention this season. It would be it would be pretty interesting. Like it wouldn't really tell us anything if Juno got in and Phil didn't, right? Because that's been the case the past two years, right? You know, so. But I I think Tony is fine. Do you still have Brett in first? I do. And I'm not really thinking of putting anybody else in first. I I guess the argument would be like Tyler James Williams, but I'm like, he's in first in the odds. But I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Brett was like totally, Brett Goldstein innocent for whatever you want to say about Ted Lasso season three. And like Roy is hilarious. He's definitely like the most consistently written character, I would argue, and funniest. So I feel like he would still win i don't know why they would go away from him it feels like he feels like to me like uh alec baldwin is jack donaghy basically it's just like yeah we like this um well i guess like if it's brett and phil in there like as the the ted people like i think brett would beat nick again if it was just the two of them again but if it's like brett and phil like you know i think everyone is in agreement that this was phil's best season and was the best part of the season um and everyone loves his arc like would he siphon enough votes away from him not even for phil to win but just for like tyler to win i guess like my argument maybe but i'm like i don't know why tyler would win it just feels like i don't know why do you hate him i don't hate him i don't you're you're never gonna escape the you hate abbott allegations now not now that you said it, I won't. I guess I, my argument is like, there's like, usually I feel like he's not as much of a scene stealer. And like, this is maybe a category, the supporting categories, like enjoy scene stealers. Like I would more likely think Henry Winkler would win for the final season of Barry than Tyler. If Brett doesn't win. I mean, I guess he could win Tyler, obviously. But, like, I think he is. But, a scene. He's just like, I mean, that eye acting man, he should have two Emmys already for that. Yeah. Like, he's not a, a, a scene stealer like Janelle is. No. Or or Cheryl Lee Ralph, for that matter. No, because he's just he's just a little bit more... He's just a straight man, really. He's just, and like, he's just a blander character, but, like, they are still able to mine good comedy from it. Yeah, no, I mean, like, they mine great comedy from, like, uh, John Krasinski on The Office, but he didn't win any Emmys for it. You know what I mean? He was like, never I nominated. Just, right, I'm just like... It, it just doesn't, he's like kind of the straight man, right? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to me like that is the type of performance that usually wins in the supporting category. But if they're like crazy about Abbott Elementary, then certainly he could, obviously. And people are expecting that. I still think like if Ted is going to win series, then like they obviously still like the show enough. And Brett this season was like as funny as ever. And like he's already won twice. So why wouldn't they just let him win again? No, I still have Brett in first because I have Ted in first. And I'm like, probably win something else right to the line but like i think tyler can win i also think he's partially in first because um people are just hope dicting him yeah for sure i mean he's very likable yeah yeah like i would be thrilled if he won because i think he's great on the show um and the fact that he was able to get in last year already when no one expected him to already shows i guess support yeah so no, he's, I mean, like, this is not like his first time getting in. No, he's very good. I guess I just, I'm like, I just think the straight, per, the straight man is a tough win in the category, basically. And I consider him a straight man, but maybe that's not right. And he'll win, I guess. Who knows? I, I don't think like, like, he's, he's just like not 
as loud as somebody i mean like quinta is a straight man on the show yes that's also why i don't have her really winning i have rachel in first because it's more of a broad performance it's like i just think it's tough for those performances to win i, I mean like they don't usually win they do sometimes i mean lead actress maybe sometimes right but i mean not to double back on actress but i think like quinta is the safest person for the nomination but I don't necessarily know about the win. I still have her in first just because like, like what else? I don't know what else to put in there. I mean, like we went, if you go through like the last, I mean, we know the last 10 winners or so. It's like Julie Louis-Dreyfus won three, four, five, six, Rachel Brosnahan, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Catherine O'Hara, Gene Smart. I'm like, they're not, to me, they're not straight. They're not straight man performances. None of those. They're like broad. No, like her her closest comp would be Tina Fey in 30 Rock. Yes. Um, but 30 Rock is also a lot more absurdist, even though Liz is a straight woman. And that show. came up that year with her versus Christina Applegate for Samantha Who, America Ferrera for Ugly Betty, Julie Louis-Dreyfus for The New Adventures of Old Christine, and Mary Lee's Parker for Weeds. So Yes, and also the tape system. So, I mean, like, obviously, Quinta Brunson could win. Like we said, that category is wide open, and she's been a front runner there for a while. But I think it would have to show, like, Abbott. They really love Abbott. And then if it wins, I guess then the other thing is then if it wins three, like, we've talked about this before, if it wins three acting categories, which it very well could, because, I mean, most people have Cheryl Lee Ralph winning again. And if we're saying, like, Quinta and Tyler then win, then how does it not win series? I mean, it could not, obviously. We don't predict, we're not predicting that, you and I, but, like, maybe we should. Um, I think, again, I think it will need to hit directing and editing, which it did not hit last year. Like, we know it, it has acting support already. Right. I think its biggest fans are in the acting branch, um, but that might not be enough to win, um, even if you win three acting awards like Mayor of Easttown did. Right. So. Um, Ted is the queen's gambit of, of this race. Yeah, and Ted is not even that techie. It's just, like, it's the two-time defending champion um and you know they i think most people still like it so uh yeah i don't have abbott predicted i mean i guess i do have abbott predicted to win two acting awards right now um in the regular categories because i also have taraji but i can see quinta not winning i mean um, i guess the problem with that i I'll be curious to see who gets nominated in the. I'm very curious to see who gets nominated in comedy actress because it just feel like wide open and there could be like a lot of surprises there. And then I think based on how the shows do, we'll have a better sense of like, you know, whether Quinta actually would. You know what I mean? If Abbott like overperforms, I think then yeah. she seems like a much more likely winner now to me than she would like then than she would now basically. But if it's like performs like what we expect or it misses some things, then I would say maybe she's not necessarily a slam dunk. Yeah, and like like we said last week, it sucks that um, directing is only six this year, but really just five because of right. the multicam slot. And like Abbott might just miss it again. I would I would really be surprised if it did, but I think we, as we said last week, I mean, like I think it can because you got Bill three different episodes. Um, there, Ted could get in again. Um, murders. Yeah, murders. You could do, like Tim Burton Wednesday. Yep. 
I mean, we've gotten to poker phase, Ryan right. Johnson. It's like, it, it could easily like too much already. So, yeah. yeah, and they submitted three in directing. Huh. Um, yeah. Uh, for you mentioned comedy guest actress. I have Taraji winning as well. Quinta in second. I have Becky Ann Baker, who I'm surprised is not really ratcheting up the odds, but I just feel like, again, I think he's just like too late of an addition in there and people haven't. Because I'm just like, if you like Ted Lasso enough to vote for it in a lot of different spots. I mean, her episode that Mom City was like definitely one or of Or maybe, best. maybe people haven't gotten to Mom City yet because it's the penultimate episode and episodes are so long. Maybe. Uh, Iowa to Barry for Abbott. Shirley McLean for Only Murders, and I put Harry Walter in for Ted as well. Yeah. No, um, no poker face folks for me. I I don't have any poker face people. I think are like Judith and Cherry still in the top yes. six? They're fourth and fifth overall. I mean, like, they, they can get in, sure. I'm they're just... definitely, I will say, like we said, they're def- Peacock is definitely promoting the hell out of this. They're they're in, in, in they're doing it. They're pushing the it. The bullshit button? Yeah, I got that. And a cooler. Yeah. I was excited about the cooler. They sent like an old school cooler. Yeah. I, I, I was like, how do you open this thing? So it took me a little minute to figure out how to open it. But then I was like, you know, it'd be fun over the summer, getting bags of ice from the gas station, filling up that, putting a six pack of beer in there and just having fun time. That was, I was like, this is great. I'm gonna have a nice fun dad weekend every weekend. It's, it's a good beach cooler. I'm oh. not a beach person though. No, I'm going to just put it on my deck, crack open a Tecate or a Modelo Especial or any, any of these great beers I love. Uh, um but but yeah that that was their their fyc swag uh, i do think it could get in like i mean like again this is not really the greatest uh prognostication but i'm like if if it gets in i would not be surprised i'm not predicting it though because there's no track record for peacock really like we said and i've had my heart broken before with like girls five eva so i'm just gonna like hold back on the peacock for now um i i have just natasha in the show right now um, I think it could get writing and directing, but I don't know. Um, I think, I think maybe it should have focused its guest campaign. They obviously have a lot of options. I I don't know if this is like also contractual that like everyone who appeared on the show they needs to dem- be They definitely have a lot of options. This again could be like based on our odds obviously or just like in my my sense is that they are focused on like judith and cherry and adrian brody adrian brody is in the first yeah. episode so like he's like obviously like a star right if you only watch the pilot he's like the co-star of the pilot and then obviously the judith episode is amazing though i guess i would argue it's hard to pick between her and uh s uh, uh yeah. and she's so yeah. good as well and then obviously the cherry jones one is like sinister and that's the one natasha directed so like they're obviously pushing that but that also has like an embarrassment of riches because nick nolte is in it as well and uh yeah i don't know so i mean if i was ranking them i would put adrian first and then judith and then cherry but i don't know i mean i had cherry and nick in there once upon a time but i've since got rid of both of them (laughs) yeah i'll be very happy if uh it comes back I mean, if it's, they're in, if they're in. I was like, what do you mean? It's already renewed. You know, you know what I mean? If, if they're in, not comes back. Um, I mean, who else is there? There's Hong Chow. Not a fan of that episode. Uh, Stephanie Sue. Stephanie Sue is great. And that's a, that is my favorite episode, Escape from Shit Mountain. But 
she's like the third key character in that episode after Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the other guy who I his name I'm blanking on. So uh, that's good for me. Ellen Barkin. I love that one too, but not as much shine as some of these other ones. Chloe Sevigny. Good episode, but again, I feel like they're kind of like not as focused on it. Clea Duvall as her sister way at the end. <laughs> yeah, no. Um. Yeah, but David Castaneda is the other actor in, in Escape from Ship Mountain, who is great. I had to look it up. Uh, didn't didn't you have uh, Molly Shannon for SNL once? I did. Uh, went off of that though. Okay. Just because I was like, I went off of that after I put in Becky and Baker and, and Harriet Walter. Once they came into the Ted Lasso world, I put them in. I didn't have Harriet Walter in for a while because she wasn't on it. But I was like, well, no. she was. She just had a, a FaceTime scene. Yeah, that doesn't. Eh, that's fine. Not <laughs> not real though. Then when she was on it for real, I was like, yes, okay. So you're not going to predict Sarah Niles for just jumping on her bed? I'm not. Even though people are. I mean, she's in like seventh overall. I mean, listen, they're fucking lazy here, so they are. So she could easily get in, obviously. Um, for comedy guest actor choice, I did make a change. I did. A, I, I pulled maybe a you where you were saying before how you made some changes to like. You know, some long I made some shots. changes to other categories, not this yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, I put in my boy Bobby Cannavale for Bupkis. You I said you were going to do that last week. I never did it, though. Now I did. I rewatched uh, Do As I Say, Not As I Do is the episode. That's like the standout episode that NBC and Peacock, again, have like really pushed for Bupkis. That's what they've decided on. Not a lot of Pete Davidson in that one, P.S. He wrote it, co-wrote it. Uh, but it's mostly focused on the younger Pete Davidson uh, and th- at a wedding after his father died uh, on 9-11. Yeah, but anachronistic because my sacrifice was not released yet. So I know, I know, but who cares? It's so good. And it's I like, do. it's so good. Uh, I was like, actually, we, I watched it again and I was like, this is maybe my favorite piece of 9 11 uh, content or like understands post 9 11 as good as anything since the 25th hour. I'm, I'm dead serious. I thought it's like so good. It just is so perfect. It really understands it. Like, I, there's like a quick cutaway to like a, just a couple crying. In, at like at the wedding like obviously like, i mean this is like, like his real life this was his childhood and so. he really nails it no i'm saying like it's like it's a really really well done episode uh i think jason orley directed that one if i'm correct he directed most of these let me see anyway bobby cannavale is the absolute fucking best in this episode just owns it and i don't think he'll get nominated obviously but i'm putting him in for now and if he's wrong who cares yeah, love how you're not confident in Peacock and you're going to predict Bupkiss, which I don't think uh, many people have talked about since May 4th. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because they don't, based on the odds, Jude Light and Cherry Jones don't need, any, and Adrian Brody don't need me to predict them because most people are. So you're hoping someone will, a voter will see that you're stumping for Bobby Cannavale and then they will check out Bupkiss yes. in the next five days. Shoot it right to the top. If and you're a voter watching them. this, it's a 30 minute episode. I swear to God, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm talking directly to the voters, Joyce. <laughs> you think amazing. you're so much more influential than you actually are? No, I'm not. Not a single voter is watching this. But if they were, uh, they would should watch Do As I Say, Not As I Do. I just love it. So I really, really love the episode. Bobby Cannavale is a great part when he's like, the kid asks for Cotton Eye Joe, and he calls it the Cotton Eye Joe. Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Play the Cotton Eye Joe. Cleaner. He's the fucking DJ now. Points at the kid. It's great. Yeah, that's um, the episode is also good because Jane Curtin's in it. 
Jane Curtin's in it and has a great little scene with the the young boy who plays young Pete. Uh, yeah, and then he, yeah, it's a great exchange between them because it's probably not what you expect the scene to be. Preston Broderick plays young Pete, and they yeah. show Pete at the end, and it, the kid is, does look like young Pete Davidson. It's a good, it's a good mix. He, he, Pete Davidson actually looked like exactly the same as a child as he does now. It's like the same face because they show like real pictures of him at the end. Um, yeah, great use of the uh, what's the song at the end, Joyce? Darn. Don't wake I don't know, me up. I've only, I've only watched episode once. So. Uh, <laughs> and that was like seven weeks ago. <laughs> I forget. Not don't wake me up. It's like, whatever. I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Great story. Anyway, I put Bobby Cannavale in. The other people, so that means I took out uh, Lamar, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. For, for Abbott Elementary. Okay. So who else do you have? I have... Uh, the top four, which is Nathan Lane, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Luke Kirby, and Pedro Pascal. And then I have John Bernthal for the bear, which again is not a really popular pick. He's just buried in the odds. But I'm like, if you love the bear, Bernthal is awesome. And like that one episode in his one scene is like probably one of the best single moments of the whole season. So I just figured people would probably put him in. But maybe that's crazy. Um, I I have... Nathan, the Martins, Luke Kirby, Leslie, Hank Azaria for Maisel, and Sam Richardson for Ted Lasso. Oh, that's a good one. He'd be great. Yeah. Former nominee. He was great. And I actually think Hank Azaria is great too because uh, I love that character because it subverts expectations. I think you're maybe thinking he's going to be a real creep. At least I was. And then he was not. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, he's, he's, he's good in it. I don't know if he'll get in i just put him in there would be and nice i did have dave Chappelle previously i almost put dave Chappelle in and he's actually uh pretty high i only have one guy. snl here so i have two i think pedro pascal is like this this bit me in the ass last year because i was like james today is definitely getting in for snl and he didn't so but i'm like pedro Pascal is definitely getting in for snl that was my that's my thing until he doesn't i guess I will say the only reason I was thinking he would also is because like his episode had a lot of viral moments that I still see people like sharing. Okay. So um, I feel like as, as SNL got nine nominations last year and I don't know if we'll get more than that this year. Right. Um, there's also Oliver Platt from The Bear. So I thought him also, and I've seen people kind of predict him, at least, I mean, at least one pundit, I think, had him in there. And I was just like, yeah, but I just think Bernthal would be higher on the list if you're going to rank them. I, they could both get in, frankly. I don't I don't think it would be weird if they either one, if both of them got in. So. He's in the, the season two premiere. I would imagine he is because season one ends with that weird, here's something, Joyce, with no spoilers for the bear. But the season, end, I love the finale of the bear season one. It's great. We find out that uh, Mikey, Mikey's brother has been steal- hiding the money in, in the tomato cans. You mean Carmi's brother? Carmi's Mikey. brother, what I call him? Mikey's the brother. Mikey's Mikey. brother. Mikey. Carmi's brother. Uh, Mikey is uh, the Bernthal character. I apologize. Uh, has been hiding the money in the cans, right? The tomato cans. And then it's all the money that he had seemingly stolen or borrowed from uh, Oliver Platt the uncle who has maybe underworld ties or something. I don't even know if that's really made clear in the first season or maybe I missed it. Um, 
and it equals the same amount. So we're to believe that he stole all that money in cash and then like borrowed all that money to like keep the place running and then killed himself, right? Like that's the idea. Like what was his plan with that? And did they explain, did they try to explain this in, in the season two premiere? Well, they, they meet with him. Okay. And, um, the premiere and they talk about the money. Okay. Because you'll be shocked to learn that they need money to renovate the restaurant. Interesting. Who knew? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's enough of a tease. Okay. So, but yeah, so, so far he's, he's just been in that one of season two. I'm trying to think. Oh, Molly Gordon plays an old flame. Yeah, I saw um, that in the trailer that she's in it. I love her. Yeah. She's good. Um. So there's like this, like a uh, they run into each other at a, a deli, basically, or you know, um, and then they talk. And what other guests? Well, Will Poulter, you said. Yeah, Will Poulter is another one. Yeah, he's he's in. I think I think he's in Copenhagen. I think I said Amsterdam before. Yeah, I think he's in Copenhagen. Okay. So that's basically his episode. I don't think he'll be back. It doesn't based on the reviews. It yeah. sounded like he was just a one-off. I get the it's, sense it's, the critics. It's, like, it's saw very that much a standalone episode. So yeah, I yeah, got so, the sense uh, of the critics. Uh, Bob Odenkirk has not does not show up in the first four. No. So I'm assuming Bob based on nothing, truly nothing at all. I was assuming Bob Odenkirk plays either uh, Harmy's dad, maybe. Do we know? Oh, speaking of dads, uh, we meet Sydney's father. Oh, cool. So as a season. Yeah, Robert Townsend plays him. Oh, so. cool. Another guest nominee next year. Uh, Joyce, the song from a Bob Gets just a was Wake Me Up by Avicii at the end. Don't wake me up. Yes. Uh, maybe one day, maybe I'll tell you offline about um, my Avicii story. It's not that interesting. Oh, it sounds great. I can't wait to hear it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. It's just a friend of mine. <laughs> sounds awesome. Uh <laughs> How about so? Those are our guest picks. Leslie, are you do you have Leslie Odom in? No. Yes, I do. Okay. He just, seems like I, he would get in just because he didn't. That that storyline just kind of fizzled out at the end, or they just like came back to it and quickly wrapped it up. Um, what do you think uh, about the odds of someone like Luis Guzman getting in, or Catherine Zeta Jones in the previous category for Wednesday, or both of them? What about both of them? I guess uh, like if if um they go big on Wednesday. It would be like the ultimate name checks, I feel like, too. Yeah. Like, what if, like, Gwendolyn Christie gets into? That would surprise me, frankly, but I don't yeah. know. Um. So last year, there was a lot of love for James Caverly. Yes. And the fans. He yes. did not get in. No. I don't think he'll get in this year no. either, sadly. Felt like not as much of a last year was eared for him to get in because he was a main part of the first season. Not yeah. as much. I mean, they did they they brought him back this season two yes. for Selena's episode. Um, but it felt like not as essential to me as it was in the first. No, season. because it was just like he was the one who rescued her when she went into her fugue state, right, or whatever. And then they go to Coney Island. So, I mean, it was a a nice way to bring him back and there's that like earlier episode when they're in the secret passageways and you see him and nathan lane fight through the vents or whatever um 
but yeah. Do you have Nathan winning again? Yes. I do too, but maybe I'll feel differently if I don't think he's in season three, but maybe if like once the show comes back, but I'm like, I think he can lose, but then I'm like, who will he lose to? The Martins or SNL? We got to see what comes up, I guess. Right. Like, I mean, could Pedro Pascal win two acting Emmys? That'll be a conversation probably after the nominee. No, he's not. I mean, even if he wins like drama actor, he's not winning this. Uh, other person I want to bring up, Joyce, a fellow named Brad Pitt plays himself and Dave. Uh, no. He's going to get nominated just because he's Brad Pitt? No. That don't impress you much. People have this like weird idea that like Emmy voters care a lot about Oscar people and they don't. Yeah. Like I just, unfortunately, I don't think Dave is a show on their radar. No. So. So I have a couple of emails here, Joyce, that actually kind of uh, go with what we're talking about, which I love. Love when this happens. And I didn't read these before on the show, which no one understands because I edited it out last week. That's a little making the sausage. Uh, uh, Chris says, has no memory and he read a question last week that we already answered. It's really bad. Uh, this <laughs> one's from Pedro Joyce, who emailed us at slugfest at goldderby.com. I've been listening to your slugfest for a few months now and I really enjoy them. Thank you for all the work. Thank you, Pedro, for listening. Uh, I have a few questions for you. First, I find it curious that no woman from a Black Lady sketch show is being predicted for guest actress when they had Issa Rae and Yvette Nicole Brown a couple years ago and Angela Bassett for the first season. Both Rae and Brown are back on the ballot and also Tracy Ellis Ross, who is popular with voters while in Blackish. I haven't seen the season, but the show seems popular with Emmy voters. That's the first part. What do you think about that, Joyce? Um, would not be surprised if that happens. The guest categories are always tricky. Yeah. I mean, honestly, of those, I could see Tracy Ellis Ross getting in as like, again, like, like Pedro saying, someone who has had success with Emmy voters previously, and then just is on the ballot. And you're like, oh, I love, I love that person. Claire Foy style. Yeah. And I think so, like two years ago, uh, Issa and Yvette got in, but I think two years ago was also the COVID year too, and just less, less stuff. stuff. Yeah. So, but you know, like last year, we it was like mostly hacks in the category. So we clear it out this year because hacks is gone. Right. Um, so so sure, why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, and the other part of Pedro's email, second part. On the other hand, we all know the casting categories are probably low key. The most important for shows to win the big prize. If I'm not mistaken, the last winner of limited series or whatever the name was that year that wasn't nominated for casting was The Lost Prince in 2005. Reading the casting ballots, I saw that Beef only listed Ali Wong and Steven Yeun as starring. And I don't know if you think that it might stir voters to show with bigger to shows with bigger or more prominent casts. I recognize it is the first time that uh, I've taken this is the first time I taken the time of going through the casting ballots. So I don't know what was in Inventing Anna or the dropout last year. That could have been a short listing in the starring list as well. What do you think, Joyce? This one I feel like you would maybe have a better idea of than me. Um, I don't think the amount of names there uh, that's listed there really matters. Um, I think like Dead Ringers only listed Rachel Vice. Right. I will so, say I uh, I interviewed the casting directors for Beef Choice. And 
Well, they're just absolutely lovely and incredibly talented. And they basically had to cast the whole show because Steven and Allie were on as EPs. So they were already involved and then they had to fill in the rest. And so it was their job to find all these great breakouts who we love, including Young Mazzino and Joseph Lee, who basically were like not really prominent figures. Yeah. in Joseph in- Lee is an artist. Right. And was on like Picard, I think, or something or Strange New Worlds, maybe. And uh, Young Mazzino obviously was like kind of like trying to be an actor, but not, you know, Succeed. up and coming up and coming yeah and and someone like marie bello and 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 ashley park and all these different people that they're adding to the cast uh they did a wonderful job and the show's great because i think i maintain in tv people like to discover people always right yes. like i think more so than movies and that show is filled with people you're like discovering basically even someone like maria bello you're like oh wow i didn't realize that she could be this kind of character i would say <laughs> So. Well, I mean, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago in regards to Allie. I think there's a lot of discovery factor with her performance. If you watch Beef, if you're only familiar with her as a comedian, like right. you didn't know that she could actually act, you know, right. or like do drama. So, and people like to feel like they discovered something. Um, so I think that's a plus for her. But I just pulled up the casting ballot um, for Limited. So accused listed basically everyone. American Horror Stories. Uh yeah, beef. They just listed Allie and Steven. I I mean, I think that's yeah, like you were saying, like I, I don't think that matters because I think the show was seen, you know. And I think people if you like the show, I think you're aware of the non-Allie and Steven folks, like the characters you like. And um you know, I, I think most people would say that like Young is like the the breakout. Probably, I mean, obviously it's buzz kind of die down after the controversy. I was so, so. surprised. I, I think I slacked this too, but like it just made not I'm not gonna laugh at the the I'm not gonna laugh at people who are upset about that because like if you're upset about that, obviously like that's within your rights. But I do think that the controversy as a story was a little overblown by the media. And in uh Matt Bellany's uh a newsletter he had like last week it was like the most depressing emmy questions heading into voting and the number one question was how the david Choi controversy would affect beef and i was like no i i don't think that's the number one question it just seemed like strange to me that i i don't think i haven't really seen people that upset about it since the, the since the crew had made their comments basically they've no. done press about it even like yeah since. they just they, they just like, basically like, had to curb their promo in april just for a little bit. I mean, yes, they're now just for like a month, basically. Yeah. And like, it yeah. doesn't seem like that was like a big issue. And it just seems strange to me that that was like brought up again as like an issue for the show that I think people will embrace as a series. And few people will remember this controversy come August. No. And I think the other thing is too, if it was like a very online scandal, yes. like it never perme- uh, permeated like the the actual like mainstream discourse well it kind of did because every mainstream outlet covered it no but like you're not <laughs> it's not like a harvey that's what i mean like no, every no, like, you, you talk to people in the street like they know what like the, you know the harvey weinstein thing was like kevin spacey like that was like a big thing mean. like this is just very insular like like i i think i've mentioned this before but like my friend who started watching beef like i guess six weeks ago now um it's not on the wikipedia page no he had no idea about the actual controversy at all and then he was just telling me because he had like watched this again this was a couple weeks ago like he was like 
four episodes in or whatever and then he was like telling me how much he liked it and blah 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 and just talking about like all the actors and he mentioned David I was like oh yeah well now you know like there's a controversy he had no idea and, and like he, saying- he also like lives on reddit too like he's right. on reddit all the time you yeah. were, and you were saying that this was something on his Wikipedia page before the season even aired, right? Like yeah. I think it was like it's not like it was a surprise. No, because the thing is like ten years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we got off on a tangent here on that, but I don't think that'll that'll affect uh, this at all. No, because I think if if you're if you like the show and you're just blown away by these like newcomers like uh, Young and Joe um and even like Allie like doing acting you know and dramatic acting I I think I don't think the amount of names on here matter um yeah Chloe just has Aaron Doherty uh Dahmer has like everyone Daisy Jones has everyone I guess yeah Devringer's just Rachel Weiss. <laughs> sorry Jennifer Lee uh echoes matt bomer michelle monahan the english just cheske spencer and emily blunt uh extrapolations your fave just three people meryl street kit harrington and sienna miller interesting uh sienna miller is and and kit are in the most episodes i would say probably so that makes sense and then you have to leave with meryl obviously obviously even though she's not even oh she's in it physically for a couple of scenes but it's a lot of her voice George and Tammy, just Jess and Michael. Hmm. Um, great expectations. There's three people there. Hocus Pocus, just the three leads. Uh, um, Hannah Waddingham erasure. Uh, just have another e- email here. This one from Face All. We love Face All. Uh, who also follows me on Letterbox. I think. There you go. Another plug for Letterbox here. Slugfest question. Uh, I emailed you already last week. Hopefully you've answered my Meryl question by now. Did we? I don't even remember. Did we answer your Meryl question? About extrapolations? No, it was about only murders. Maybe I'll go back to this. Face all. I'm gonna oh, for season to... three? Yeah, it was what effect do you think? I think we did talk about this. What effects of the strike? Uh, if only murder season three is well received, do you think Meryl can get nominated but possibly win for supporting actress, assuming she's not a guest? That was last week. Oh, for next year? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah, my, I mean, we don't know like, what, what's going to be around. Abbott, Abbott and Winter not even be on for this next year, right? So, I know. Um, so, but I feel a- like we, you know, a lot of people said that too, like, oh, like she was going to win for Big Little Lies and she did not win for Big right. Little Lies. Right. So, uh, here, here's Spacewell's question, which I think is an interesting thought experiment. Since you can make the argument that The White Lotus is as much a comedy as Barry and certainly The Bear, if The White Lotus was submitted in comedy series, what would its nomination hall potentially look like? Personally, I see it getting comedy series, writing and directing noms, and maybe winning all three. In the acting categories, I would have, in order of likelihood, Jennifer Coolidge winning, Aubrey Plaza, Megan Fahey, and Haley Lou Richardson, and then F. Murray Abraham and Tom Hollander in supporting actor. This is a good question because I think of those three shows, White Lotus is absolutely the funniest. Uh, we talked about this in the winter. It was just great that it, w- it was competing in three different genres in multiple yeah. places, limited, comedy, and drama. And based on this season of Ted Lasso, I would say yes. I think if White Lotus was in comedy, it would be steamrolling to a win, right? Like for a series. Oh yeah, it could definitely win. Um, and then yeah, I think Jen could win. 
Jen would win over Shirley Ralph. I think Haley Lou Richardson, sadly, because people are wrong, probably, would be have a better chance of getting in as a comedy supporting actress than a drama supporting actress, because I think people don't take her character super seriously. And like, she's super funny on the show. She's actually one of the most outright comedy performances on the show, I would say, based on this last season. Um, but I think she would get in. And then Neffery Abraham and Tom Hollander, I could see getting in, though I'm not really predicting FMR Abraham to get in even for drama. And I would actually put Tom Hollander ahead of him. I could see him getting in for comedy supporting actor too. Well, I mean, they also have one fewer spot. So you still think it'll have three supporting actresses. I think it would have four supporting actresses and the other four category. out of seven slots. Yes. And I think the other would be uh, <laughs> Shirley Ralph for, for Abbott. Janelle James for Abbott. So that's up to six. And then probably Hannah Waddingham would be seven for Ted Lasso. But she'd be like towards the bottom with Haley, Haley Lou. I don't think it will get four in there. I think it, it could get three. The obvious three. Um, I think there's just in comedy, like there's too many other single options probably that could just have more support than like the the extra white lotus ladies that might be tagalongs you know but Maybe. speaking of i i went down to three white lotus ladies wow uh, in drama i put Anne marie duff in so now i have triple bad sisters wow <laughs> evident series and sharon horgan and lead already so who do you drop from white lotus sabrina Petrie. oh i had dropped her so that's okay i have three as well because I have Justine Loop for Succession, Joyce. I know you do. Why is she not going to? I guess my argument would be like, what's the argument for her not getting nominated? <laughs> I just think they're going to go crazy for the show. And if Alan Ruck gets in this year, which I think he will rightly, and most people are predicting it, wouldn't Justine just come along? I mean, she's obviously like, you know, that's like a great relationship, notably on the show. And she's got that great scene with him and Connor's wedding, which is the episode that they have just, pushed all their chips into the table on. She's like a main factor in that episode. And then she's got the great scene in uh, Honeymoon States uh, with Marsha. That was a meme. Yeah, I think like she, it would be better for her if it was the unlimited ballot. Um, I think people, I think some people feel this way about Alan too, like all their, or his material was in the beginning of the season with rehearsal and Connor's wedding. And then he didn't really get much in the back half. That's true. And it's the same thing with her. So she even had less to do. Like she didn't even have a, a line and kill list when he's just calling from the funeral home. You know, he's the one talking and she's just walking around behind him. Um, so I think Alan is fine. He had more than she, I mean, she also has that scene in, in rehearsal when she's leaving the party too. So they have like, the I guess this comparable material in their key episodes but I think his is heftier obviously with the the karaoke scene right too and then he also has extra stuff in Connor's wedding when he's like he never even liked me great moment I, I, don't, you know? I, mean, I don't know I just feel like she'll get in I, I just don't um but I think I don't I, I mean they're also different categories so I I I think it's I mean, really, uh, unless you just really don't 
like any of these other performances. I, I guess you could just be like, I'll vote for Willa too. I mean, so according to the odds, like eighth would be Carol Burnett for Better Call Saul. And then nine would be Leslie Manville for The Crown. I don't have either of them. Right. I'm not convinced either of them would get in. Anne-Marie where's Duncan, where's Justine right now? She's in, in she's technically in 10th based on the list. <laughs> but I'm like, she's 100 to 1 like everybody else after. I mean, I imagine oh, she's yeah. in 10th because like I have predicted her. Yes. But, you know, like not a great, not a great uh, amount of support, it seems. No, and, you know, I know some people are uh, worried, I guess, or concerned about J. Smith Cameron, too, because uh, Jerry also wasn't around that much this season. I, so. I guess I kind of was at one point because she's not and she doesn't really come back after, like, Living Plus. But I also think they're incredibly lazy and they'll just name check her in. And I've I even seen... Fine. and I, 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 even I, don't, I don't think she's winning, but I think No, but I've seen people suggest she could even win. I don't think she would either. I think people suggest that if like succession sweeps like crown style. Right. Basically but, like, the idea being like if, if Tobias Menzies won, why wouldn't she win? Right. Yeah. But I think it's also a different situation. Yeah. Like sure it can happen if it, it's just like un succession's un unstoppable, but there wasn't really a front runner in supporting actor that year. I think a lot of people had Michael K. Williams, RIP in first. Yes, they did. And this year, um, obviously Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, that's a different beast. So, um, um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So obviously, Succession got two in last year because Sarah was still here. So I think it'll just get Jay this year. Although I, I would love to see Justine, but I guess, like, well, who else do you have? I have the top seven basically. So I have Jennifer, uh, Ray, Christina Ricci. Megan Faye, Elizabeth Debicki, Aubrey so you Plaza. Just, so you have Justine and I have Anne-Marie Duff. Yeah. Um, I mean, what if one of one of the seven misses that's not Jay Smith Cameron? <laughs> or if Jennifer, I pick one of the seven to miss that's not Jay Smith Cameron. Or Jennifer or, Coolidge. I would probably say Elizabeth Debicki. I just think that Megan Fahey is pretty safe because like she's undoubtedly like the breakout of White Lotus and they love White Lotus and we're just expecting to get a ton of nominations. So even though she's like an unknown quantity for Emmy voters, I don't think she would fall off. Not to bold type stands. No, well, not to bold type, obviously. Uh, and the crown, like uh, you said, not the hottest season. No. I mean, I, I've seen, I've, I've talked to people who are unsure about Imelda Staunton in lead. I haven't dropped her, but I don't really know who I would put in. Same. That's that's the issue. <laughs> so like in that category, we're just going off on a tangent here before we wrap up. But I have Sarah, Bella Ramsey, and Melanie Linsky, the top three. Then I have Imelda Staunton, Carrie Russell, and Sharon Horgan. Same. I think you can make a Kate. Emma Darcy is six in the odds, a fifth in the odds, and Elizabeth Moss is six. So like technically they should probably get in based on our odds though i don't think either of them really will um and helen mirren is above sharon as well um and i don't think we had talked about yellow jackets but i'm not sure the show the season was strong enough to get another acting nomination here remember when i had triple yellow jackets in like february <laughs> i do those were the days yeah 
Uh, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Sophie and Elise is great this season. So good. I'm just not sure. Like we said, I think people are up. That's another thing where I'm like, I'll believe it when I see it, that they're paying attention to the names of these actors who are playing younger people. Yeah, and I don't know. We talked about this after its finale, and I just don't know if if it really kind of built on its success from season one. Right. Like outside of quality, whatever you think of season two. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think, you know, it, it went up against succession linearly on Sundays, two days after it dropped digitally. So just Not kind great. Of split the viewership and like the discourse about it um but how about juliet lewis who died no i don't think so i don't think so yeah i only have melanie i I actually think if juliet was in supporting she'd have an easier shot even though that category is loaded she's not a lead on that show i'm sorry and i don't i mean like and i think she'd be like a pretty solid supporting nominee with christina ricci Wow, so rude. Today's her birthday. Saying wow. all this stuff about her. Um, do you still have Elijah Wood? I do. No one has him. 101. Okay. I'm going down with the ship. So you think Yellow Jackets can expand I do. to Elijah Wood? I do. Anything else? I've done nothing to that. And I don't know if I will. That category. Well, we could probably talk about that next week, Joyce. We'll go through them, see how we're feeling. I would just be like, I did nothing again. So just Groundhog Day <laughs> here. Great. Soon we'll do our uh, our picks, I guess, coming up, but not yet. Uh, no, what we can do next week, too. What? We can do music. Sure. Let's do that. Love that idea. I, we, we didn't even discuss songs, although I don't really care about... I mean, you you stand all the Daisy Jones songs. Great. I'll listen to them and we yep, can do it all. Week. Yeah. That's good. Uh, All right. Well, we'll we'll talk then, Joyce. See you later. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.